Your Life by Design presents the Expansion and Evolution Project. In this podcast series, I interview women who have decided to shake it up and redefine what it means to be successful and lean into a mission-driven life. These are women who are on a soul expansion journey. They left what was familiar, made a pivot in their career, and followed the calls of their soul. Listen to their journey, the lessons they learned, the doubts that they moved through, and how much more expanded their life feels just by leaning into their desires. Be inspired by their story so that you can begin to take those steps that lead you to redefining your own life. This process of expansion and evolution is the core of my work and how I came to create my Meet Your Edge experience, which takes you through the edges of your potential and onto your next evolution. I can't wait to share this with you. Stay on to the end so you can access my complimentary expansion evolution workbook with journal questions. Now let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Expansion and Evolution Project. Today, I have Michalena Knight. Thank you so much, Michalena, for joining us in this episode, this very special episode today. Thank you so much for making time to come here. No worries. It's quite early in the morning here. No, it's you almost five o'clock here. What time is it there? Almost eight? I got up at six a.m. Yeah. To be here. So it's, yeah, it's almost eight now. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate this. This is so exciting. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what you do right now? And then we can dive into the whole journey that that you went on. I'm a spiritual business mentor, but or even into that is astrology. So while I have done coaching certifications and I've primarily worked with coaching a number of years ago, I realized that astrology was actually a powerful tool to accelerate all of the work that I was doing. So rather than peel back the layers, trying to work through that conscious mind. We now use astrology to get straight to those core truths. And that just is so much more powerful. So yeah, business mentor, astrologer, kind of float between the two. Yeah, that speaks so much to my soul because that's how I view human design, like as that tool to just get straight to the point and pull things up. And I would imagine like with astrology, you can look a little bit maybe at past life stuff too, or what, like from that South node, or maybe things that they've came in here and certain things have happened in their life might've been reflected in their chart too. Yeah, somewhat. There's a branch of astrology called karmic astrology, and I haven't played too much with that yet. My... My focus, I guess you could say, because I do my own thing really, but my foundation is evolutionary astrology. And I also weave a bit of esoteric astrology in with that as well. Yeah, I'm not one to go back and dig things up and go, oh, this is what you've brought through from a past life. I'm going to look at the potentials and go, all right, what are you ready to create now? What do you need to do now to really meet that higher power and that higher purpose and bring that through into your business and your mission and your legacy? I love that. I love that. You didn't always, I know it sounds like astrology is something you've always dove into. I listened to your podcast and I think there's been a few episodes where you talked about you, like you'd be a child or in your teens exploring that. So it's always been something that's been a part of you, but it hasn't always been something you've done professionally. I can't believe it took this long to get here actually, because I look back at so many times spirit tried to direct me into this. I remember when I was 12, I opened mum's book, Parker's Astrology, and I just, I didn't understand it when I was 10, 11, but I used to run my hands over the images because there was something powerful about it I couldn't quite explain. And I've done some astrology teachings, trainings over the years, but it wasn't until I had a life-altering experience with it and it really helped shift me in 
evolutionary ways around my business and where I was stuck and how lost I was that I went, I've got to, I've got to use this in my mentoring. I have to, I can't not because there is nothing that gets to those core truths like what I've just been taught. Love that. Can you talk a little bit about, you and I have chit-chatted a little bit before we pressed record and can you talk a little bit about how there was like a lot of like, at one point you were having, you were in a career or in some sort of what the work that you were doing was making a lot of money, but you had a lot of resistance around it. And so you decided to pivot. It sounds, I don't know what that pivot looked like, but I would love to know what that resistance looked like. And how did you trust your, how did you trust at that point? Cause you said that source had been, or spirit had been guiding you all along. How did you make that pivot and trust it, that pivot and that journey? Well, mine was quite a turbulent journey. I have to say, I've got a very strong Scorpio, mm-hmm. Hades moon, Scorpio. So whatever we do it fast, rapid transformations, but as one of my teachers says, it's painful. So mine wasn't a smooth journey in any way. It mm-hmm. was really abrupt and like I had to make fast decisions and they weren't always the right decisions. So I was in holistic health and wellness was going really strongly, got to those big incomes. Because for me, when I started that business, I had no doubt in my mind that I would get to over the 1 million mark. But then it was like I came to an abrupt halt and I just got thrown into some, I would say darkness. And yeah, I just, I started to spiritually suffocate in that. And I didn't know what was going on at the time. It just got harder and harder. So um, I have to create something beyond this thing. Mm-hmm. Because my creative forces, they're extinguished. I can't go mm-hmm. forward like this anymore. So I went into the emotional coaching and yep. mentoring. And I just, I kept hitting the same blocks. I, it just, I wasn't evolving. And I was just feeling more and more stifled in it. And then I met the astrologer. He said, yes, you're going in the wrong direction. Aww. You even named your program in the principles of that astrology sign, that is your backwards path. Yeah. So when I had that work with her, she's an amazing woman, master in Astro Sophia. I was like starstruck. <laughs> I burnt everything to the ground and tried to start again. <laughs> and that was an interesting experience. Yeah. I think one thing I've noticed for myself in the pivots that I've made and I've talked about this before in past episodes and I've been like sharing more of the story. I have so much of my identity wrapped up in being a speech therapist. So much. I remember volunteering with them when I was 13 and I became known as the child that knew what she wanted. And there was a a level of prideness, like proudly from my parents. And so when things where I would feel that resistance, where like I was feeling burnt out and exhausted and tired and not lit up and fueled there was and I'm like why and I remember being invited by this this guy his name is Paul Ditchite and he created this program called soul awareness healing and it is essentially a tool to access the soul of it's like clearing the soul a soul cleanse basically and I'm so intuitive and so I knew basically when I was doing it I was doing moves with my body that he teaches his students on how to do it. And I was just intuitively picking it up and he invited me. He said, I don't invite a lot of people, but I would love for you to get trained in this. 
and it freaked me out and I stopped. I shut everything down. I never talked to him because I'm like, but what am I? I'm like, what am I doing being a speech therapist who's exploring with that? So I feel like there's a lot of like conditioning and programming around a career that you've had, especially if it's something for many years. And then also when you lean into the very thing that you're being pulled into, your work becomes very, it lights you up, very energetic. You walk away, of course, you're going to have your bad days and things are going to go wrong or whatever, but you feel more inspired and lit up versus burnt out. And I think people, and I would imagine that you would agree with this, if you're in a career or a line of work, that's not something you're meant to be doing. And you're almost like you're used to feeling burnt out and used to feeling in that resistance that you can't even fathom what it could be like. And then when you get a taste of it, it's wait a minute, is this is how it's supposed to be. How can like, I make this a living out of this. And so I would love to know like how, so you had this astrologer kind of tell you you're heading in the wrong direction here. You know what you want to do. You've even named your program, what, what you want to do. How did you begin to trust that process that leave like the, this million dollar a year that you, cause so many people are like, I want to make a million dollars, leave that and burn everything to the ground and start everything. How did you stay in that trust? I was quite blessed because it's an income that I didn't have to leave behind. I just didn't have to focus there. So I built something that kept that residual funding residual. my journey forward. So in that way, I was really lucky. And when I say burn to the ground, I meant emotionally. Like I just mm. burned everything outside of that income that I was doing. But I, I see that a lot where women try and burn everything to the ground before they've actually got the foundations. My yes. husband calls it the trapeze too early. So sometimes we just need to shift our perspective on something and evolve out of that. And I, I wish I'd done that a little more, given myself time to really evolve my ideas and evolve my thoughts about the new direction. Because I'm an Aries, I'm the cardinal fire. I've got stellium in Aries. I just run for it. Yeah. And like that cardinal energy, it doesn't stop and think. Like we just go. Yeah. And we haven't given ourselves time to work out what actually needs to happen. What does it look like? So yeah, it was a real struggle. So like with that burnout thing you're talking about, I think what happens with women is we start using our moon, our emotional energy as fuel. And that's really volatile, it's unsustainable, and we emotionally burn out. And so we haven't got any passion to give. And I was great until I wasn't. Things happen around me, relationships disintegrated, everything just collapsed and I collapsed with it. So I was definitely using that emotion as my fuel. And then when I lost that place in it, I crumbled because my identity was in that. I think it's easy once we know what we don't want, that's the easy part. When we don't know who we are or where we're not being where we know we need to be. It's the filling the gap between that realization of this is actually not what I want. I thought it was, but it's yeah. not. And then like, what next? Yes. Yeah. What's next? What is this supposed to look like? And that's one thing that having my energetic blueprint, my evolutionary blueprint, it always kept me pointed in the right direction. Mm. I just needed to give myself the space to really come to understand what that actually means mm-hmm. because we can know something, but it doesn't make sense in our mm-hmm. heart, in our body. So I had some very successful programs that I ran and then I started to doubt that and go, oh, maybe that's something I'm meant to do later once I've done all this first. But like then I just- Instead of embodying yeah. the energy and doing it, it's like you want it more evidence to prove that you could do it. 
but I didn't realize I kept edging back to that backwards path to my south node because I wasn't actually allowing myself to evolve I just it was convincing myself, no, do this first. I was just masking it in mm. that North Node energy. So it's been a really interesting journey in that I tried to pivot, but I didn't make the full pivot. And then I felt that separation of power. So then I've had to really shift my attention back mm. and go, all right, this is terrifying. Yeah. It's an edge I was avoiding, but now I need to cross that edge. Because yeah. if I keep pointing myself, if I keep drawing myself back here, I'm... I'm burnt out. I've given everything. I, I can't keep doing this. So now I've got to make the decision. Am I going to pull back and go, I'm not doing this anymore? The idea was just impossible. Couldn't imagine it. But I also couldn't imagine yeah. <laughs> that shift into that destiny path. Like, what, what do you do when you've got two impossible choices here? They both feel as difficult. But that way... I'm shrinking this way while it's scary. I know Mm -hmm. there's expansion over here. Yeah. So that is the beautiful thing my astrology gave me is that I know which way I'd shrink. I'd know which way I'd evolve. And they were both scary because what we do as mission driven, when we make the decision to evolve and then going that way becomes more painful than making the decision to go that way. But that's what happens to us, isn't it? Like we make the decision and then we're like, all this bad stuff is happening. Yeah. It's It's almost like you're so excited. You get led by like that intuition and then the reality of what next. And so you want to go back to what's familiar, what's comfortable, even though what's familiar, what's comfortable is why you're searching and seeking to go forward anyways. And it's hard. It it can be hard. Yeah. Trusting ourselves. And I think once... We've got this idea and this is really fed by the coaching industry, unfortunately, is that once you make the decision to evolve and you know where you're going, everything's just going to be easy. The passion flows freely. The inspiration flows freely. Everything just feels easy once you've found that thing. But that's when the work begins because the aspirations draw out the shadows. Yeah. And you have to work through that to keep going. That doesn't mean it needs to be dark and scary. I don't believe in shadow work anymore. I think that's very destructive. That's a whole other conversation. But like when I stepped out of that and started to move forward and embrace the resistance, mm-hmm. that's when everything started to shift. Mm. I think like making space for that is huge and not being so constrictive. I think also right. allowing the flow, like the seasons within, right? Like you're going to you're going to be in that summer mode but you're also going to be in that winter mode and it's important to honor when you're in that winter mode and I think that like the feminine and masculine energies there was this business coach that I had worked with I did a couple of her programs and she was such in a masculine energy where it was like do constant go every single day doing a 15 minute live YouTube video always up I'm like how does this woman and that's just how she operated and I don't whether it worked or didn't work for her that's what she was doing And, but it created this idea that everyone had to do it. And this is the whole thing about your energetic signature, right? What might have worked for this person doesn't necessarily work for someone else because that's her energetic signature. So when you do this whole wash, rinse, repeat program, you're taking away from your own energetic signature and you're just following someone else's steps because you want their outcome. And, but I feel like we need to honor, circling back to the seasons within us, I feel like we need to honor the downtime when we don't feel motivated 
and don't feel like maybe that's a time to go inward and nourish your soul and do things that feel good and not feel like you have to post something. Oh, absolutely. This is where we can tune into the moon cycle because it tells us when we need to go inwards and it tells us if we use the current moon cycle with our blueprint, we get even more understanding of when we're meant to go inwards. And this is a beautiful thing about it. Like we literally have an instruction manual in our hands. You think that with the human design as well, where we actually, we're being told, we're being guided. Yeah where to move not what to do but right where to move I like a lot of these coaches as well once you've made a decision i want to pivot people want to tell you give you rules and structures and like they're looking at one one piece of it and with my astrology and i have a sense that you're like this with human design it's about going through the layers instead of just looking at yeah the one thing right yeah. And that's the journey that we have to go through once we make the pivot. It's I want the one answer. I want the answer, but it doesn't exist. We need to look at those different layers and we need to work out how they're meant to vibrate together. And that's why I've got this eight-step process and discovering, revealing your mission and your magic and how to bring that together to be your superpower, your unique gift and your medicine. Mm-hmm. But we have to go on a journey, patience and trust. Like, all right, what's this meant to look like? How am I meant to bring this through? Why do I want this to look like this? And we've got to bring those things together to really understand what that is. So I was told that my direction is wealth. I can see that in my blueprint. I've got that several times in my blueprint, but I just took that as, all right, wealth coaching. And that wasn't working for me. Yeah. I ignored everything else, not because of this woman. It was just a couple of workshops I did with her. And I had one one-on-one session, but I just took that I'm here to be a wealth coach, whereas that's actually not what it was. My, my mission, my movement is wealth, but what is that actually meant to look like? And that's what I've done a lot of figuring out with. I love that. I love that so much. You were saying something about the edges earlier, and I freaking love that because I actually have a program called Meet Your Edge, and it's all about your edge. When you are expanding and evolving, you get to a point where it's, do I lean into the edge and take a step over or do I hold back from the fear, have the fear take over and lean back in. And one of the things that I do, and I don't know, I don't know if you do this or not, since you have that blueprint, you see the outcome. But for me, what I do is I picture myself being 90 and asking like, would I regret having gone for something or what I regret not having gone for something. And every single time it comes down to, I would have regretted it not going for the very thing that I'm being led to. And, and so, cause that fear can feel so big. Mm. I would love to talk a little bit more about how you use astrology. And if there are things that you specifically look for to help guide, I don't know if it's just specifically women you work for or whoever you work with rather, that you guide into having them understand their mission and their purpose? I always start with the core alignment. I see visionary women try and rush forward, trying to keep up to speed with the vision they have without really creating that inner matrix that can hold the energy. Mm. That know yourself as one of the spiritual rules, (laughs) one of the witch's goals, know yourself. And I feel like people are trying to rush forward and again, wrapping identities up in these visions and in their aspirations and not doing the inner work. I don't spend a lot of time on that anymore, Mm -hmm. but it's part of everything I do. So I've created what I call the alignment code and I've got a whole program around this that's going to be coming up. 
because I, th- I believe that is the most important. If we want to be empowered, if we want to know how to tap into our own source of power, if we want to have the strong roots that allow us to rise, then we can hold the energy of everything because everything we want to create, we've got to evolve into that person who can hold the energy of it. So that's where I start. And the type of astrology, what I bring through in astrology is I also look at the earth sign. Why other astrologers don't look at this? I don't know. It's a planet. We're standing on it. It is our cosmic (laughs) anchor. So I want to activate that with women because if we've got no anchor, we've got no ability to hold any of it. And then I go through a process looking at your mission, your medicine, your mastery, your movement, how you're meant to make the money, your market, who you will most naturally attract, Mm -hmm. how to market to them. It's both spiritual and practical because mission-driven women want to bring all that through together. I can even tell you by your chart what pricing you're supposed to be putting on your programs, how you're supposed to be delivering it in person, online, how long those experiences are supposed to be. So it's all in there if you know how to pull out that information not just look at it from a book and go, oh, yeah, this is what this says, but really tap into someone else's energy mm-hmm. and understand this is the possibilities. Yeah. Even the content that you're here to teach is in the blueprint. blueprint. So I don't have to go through these massive discovery processes. <laughs> you have it right there. At the end of six months, people go, oh, this still doesn't feel right. It's like it gives me an ability to be a lot tougher on someone too. It's like it's in your blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> Get your focus back, cross the edge. You've got this. <laughs> I want to go back to, you said about the earth sign. So typically it's like sun rising moon is what a lot of people, the three signs, right? And I know I'm like Sagittarius sun, Sagittarius rising. And I think moon is Virgo, I think if I remember. Virgo. Yes. I'm looking yeah. at your chart yeah. right now. <laughs> and in human design, your earth sign is huge. Like your earth sign makes up like, I think 80% of your whole energy. Like it's important to know your earth sign. And when I look at people's chart, one of the things I look for are what I call fear gates. And so these are gates that have these limiting beliefs that could be potentially holding you back. And it could be like patterns that you've been carrying through or whatever. And, and if it's in the earth sign, whether it's your conscious or unconscious earth sign, or even sun sign, I know it's a huge, it's a huge role and it's something that you're here to move through and it could be like a big theme in your life that keeps coming up over and over again because of where that is and so is that how like with earth sign in astrology is that how like it plays also a big role as well I would imagine if it's like something that you're it's a grounding sign for you which by the way I'm curious what my earth sign is (laughs) your earth sign is Gemini oh it is Gemini okay Yes, it is Gemini in the seventh house relationships. <laughs> okay. So the earth sign is opposite the sun uh-huh. on the chart. And in astrology, everything in the opposite balances the other. So what we have as our sun sign can be shadow expressed, excessively expressed. We can burn ourselves if we don't have this balance. So, for example, I am an Aries sun. And Aries is about self, it can be all about self. We're known as very selfish, egocentric. It's all about us. We'll throw tantrums, pity parties. Aries is more, has a bigger tendency to become that victim shadow archetype of those four shadow archetypes. Whereas the earth sign, my earth sign is Libra. 
which is selfless. So I've had to learn to shift from my own self. It's all about me to actually go, do I want to care about others? <laughs> so do I want to be this person that's all about me in the world? And that's been the balance. So this whole not enough movement, I actually think that comes from us being told we're too much of something. You're mm. too creative, too passionate, too loud. And we shut that down. And then we constantly feel like we're not enough there. Yeah. What we're telling us is I'm enough, I'm enough. So no, let go of that. Mm-hmm. Don't be all of who you are, but the earth sign res- resolves that because where we're too much, that earth sign starts to balance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Aries Libra, that's the masculine expression, but it's the wholeness, the masculine expression in wholeness. Interesting. So like yeah. for in for mine with being Gemini in relationships so gemini because of is it like turmoil within relationships a lot of is it fire no yeah so saggy fire in that excessive expression is an escapist very restless and uh, they're up off following their vision traveling whether it's mentally to different dimensions or physically whereas and looking at things from such a wide view that you actually can't get in and see the detail. Whereas Gemini can be so focused on detail that they can't step back and see the worldview. Gemini has really strong social relationships, whereas that Sagittarius, which is the archetypes of the seeker and the sage, they like to just go off on their own spiritual quest. And mm-hmm. that's where the balance is. That was so fascinating. That's just really quick explanation yeah. no, no, of course. Um, I know astrology I like like human design is just like a rabbit hole you can just oh. keep going down and down mm. <laughs> so for people who are on this journey that are like in this metaphorical edge who are like wanting to explore their desires do you have any advice for them if they're in that part if they're like trying if they're wanting to lean into something what would be a piece of advice you would give them if you don't have astrology or human design it's a process of discovery. What is this? How is this wanting to express? Why am I feeling resistance here? A lot of our dormant powers, potentials, dormant desires, suppressed truths will mask themselves in external experiences. Mm-hmm. This is why we go through the same patterns over and over again. This is where I'd say study what's happening in and around you because that is constantly giving you keys to unlocking things, shifting things, disrupting patterns. If your desires are harming you, then you're in false desire pattern. Mm. So go down within that and look at what do I actually want? It seems amazing the amount of women who say to me, oh, I don't want to, I don't know what I do with money or I don't really want money. I'm like, they're in business, BS. <laughs> BS. Also, I would imagine like your value or what price that you put on your offer can is almost like a direct reflection of the value that you have for yourself. And so if oh, you don't absolutely. have a lot of value on yourself, you're almost going to diminish what you're offering and then diminish that price. And like, and I almost can tell people's overall value of themselves and like money mindset based on how they carry themselves, based on just 
just yeah based on the carry themselves like I remember I live in Chicago and there's a lot of like street parking side parking and I remember going to pick up some sushi and this guy got mad at me because he thought I cut him off or he thought I took in his parking spot because you basically just parallel park and I did it and I backed up he had plenty of room and he was like yelling at me and he gets out out and his side mirror is hanging off on his car and he just looks so disheveled and I'm like I bet you have such a big victim mentality and it and I'm not saying that everyone drives a car that has a damage or a dent on it does, but there's like that respect for your values, how you value where you put your money can show a lot, especially like even with oh. the offers that you have. Yeah, absolutely. Value is a big one. Women in business, it's about value you share, but only be in ownership of that if you are in ownership of the value you have to offer. That's a really big one. And then we look at personal values. And we can't get to the core of our desires if we're not honoring our personal values, if we're behaving in ways that aren't true to ourselves, if we're not honoring our uh, our honor code, then we can't access our desires. We can't access that value we want to share. And this is why I really do believe that business is both an evolutionary and an expansion process. We have to evolve. What we create on the outside is a direct reflection of our personal expansion. Yes. We, don't, we can't run after things and expect to get them or get them and hold them. We have to expand into things. We have to open up our fields to become, to envelop those. And we can't do that if we're not even honoring what we truly want. I can be quiet. If I'm like, get to the core, I'm like, stop pretending. Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> what is it you actually want? If you're in business, you do want money. Otherwise, you would just give your services away for free. If you're wanting to make a pivot, then I have to do those things that open you up to more money because you'll just end up in exactly the same place. Something in your life will be lacking and you'll be as unhappy there as you were over here unless you resolve the patterns. For sure. So that's what's so important. And I think that's what's often left out. And people who work hard, I think they're running away from their inner selves. I thousand percent agree and it's almost Mm. like that there's like this messed up message of the harder I work the more I make and it's almost like they have to work hard to it's almost like that direct correlation and they end up having they can be in this misaligned place because they're not listening to truly what they want they just want to like a certain certain outcome and they're doing whatever they can to get that outcome Yeah. yeah yeah And I think uh, just on a side note there, the separation of the masculine and feminine is not the problem, not the masculine. So when we are working too hard, we're separating from our divine feminine nature, but a lot of women are shifting in their pivots to feminine only experience and expression. And that's, that means they aren't able to move forward. So Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lot of that in the world, especially when women are pivoting in business from more of the corporate style work and business into more embodiment and coaching and mm-hmm. they're separating they're still in separation of that so it's not one or the other we need to bring them together mm-hmm. and understand them in our unique expression and again astrology maybe human design as well does that it tells you what planets are meant to be in feminine expression and masculine expression and shows you that you are both so i really believe in sacred business we don't need to have that fight between the two that's happening at the moment it's about bringing them together so we can feel and also take action. 
Mm-hmm. And that's for even both men and women. Like we we both have mm-hmm. both parts and learning how to integrate. I had you do a mapping. Do you call it mission mapping? What is it that you call it? You yeah, know? mission mapping is that word I use. That use. Term I use. And I remember reading it and just being like, that is so spot on, especially the the whole find your voice piece. And I was saying this to you before I pressed record that I've always felt this need. I had the incarnation cross of education in my human design. And so I've always felt this need to teach people. And I'm really good at breaking concepts down to a way that could be understood, but I also love learning. So like that I, when I saw the incarnation cross, when I first started learning about my human design, that's so funny, but I've always felt this need to help people find their voice. So I became a speech therapist, which just made sense within that feeling of finding their voice. And then I had this download of what if we work on finding someone's metaphorical voice, being able to find out who they are, being able to speak their truth, and also be able to be a speech therapist, whatever that looks like, coaching other speech therapists, whatever that looked like at that time. And that's literally what you saw in that mission mapping was like, find your voice or being able to find your voice or something to that effect. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's exactly what you saw as well. Yeah. You had a very mini version that I sent to- that you're working with yeah Uh, normally I sit down with someone for two hours and give them a 30 page you could say instruction manual on their alignment so you had a very mini one but it's amazing isn't it what can happen yeah when yeah just a couple paragraphs lay out your entire destiny you even that's what happened with me and it was even like you will operate best in small groups or you operate best it even shows you like how your energy shows up if it's going to be like on stage in front of like hundreds of people, or if it's in small groups with like three to five people, it literally says that, which I think is so cool. And so going back to the question of the advice that you have, I would say everyone should reach out to you <laughs> to get like a mission mapping. Can you let people know where to find you and the offers that you have? Yeah, com. It's really easy. As long as you've got the spelling on my first name, there's, we've also got our podcast, Amplifying the Line with the Stacey, because you mm-hmm. work with Stacey as well. Mm-hmm. Our Facebook group, Spiritual Business Alchemy. So there's multiple places where you can find me. And yeah, in, in terms of the way we're meant to be showing up, I think a lot of women, are, I can only really speak to women at the moment because I mm-hmm. work with women mostly, but we get our stars in our eyes and looking at what other people do, like these three-month programs or 12-month programs. And we're like, oh, that sounds so cool. I need to do that too. But the reality is we're not always designed for that. My Aries energy, I'm designed for intensives with one or one to three people. So me trying to do a nine-month group program doesn't work for me, but I've tried <laughs> to do that. Yeah, Knowing how we're meant to work enables us to reach people with an authentic energy, which draws people that other 50% or 80% of the way that we've stepped towards them. I will say that I do love your podcast. I think I've listened to every single episode and I love that how you and Stacey come together and have, you have very, there's like similar things that you bring in, you both bring in intuition and, but it comes from a different filter you guys got something amazing going on. Yeah, we um, often joke that we are together the perfect woman entrepreneur <laughs> because we have both sides. Like I yep. do more of the transformational inner shifting work that needs mm. to be done before Stacey can actually take 
that that truth and that power and actually amplify it, which is why we're amplifying a line. I see people trying to do the marketing and all of these things and they they haven't got that mm. inner structure to be able to yeah. really share the message that mm. they deep down want to share. So they're going out into the world, unable to move forward. No one's buying this shit. Sorry, I hope I'm, I can say No, you're like, fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, and then no one's buying anything. Nothing's working. They're going to throw $10,000 at marketing, being there, but that's not working either. They're going to put ads up. That's not working either because they haven't got that core alignment and that strength and they're not so intimate with their message. It just flows, pours out of them. Their medicine, they're not connected to their medicine, so they're not able to bring it through the highest power it can be. So Stace often directs people because there needs to be that transformational process yeah yeah you with human design you are all good for that other stuff (laughs) I just knew a little bit of astrology I had a natal chart reading done just through a friend who just she knew about it so she just did it for like shits and giggles just went through my natal chart and it was just like so spot on with so many things and so never wrong yeah. yeah. Astrology is never wrong. No. It, is, it just can't be because it is yeah. us. I know. And I, that's how I feel about human design too. And so human design incorporates astrology. So there are parts of it I know, but clearly I only know it to the level of what I need to know for human design. And even what I need to know for what I want to do, what I want to get out of it with my client and where I want to go with it and the awareness I want to bring, help them bring. But I think it's just fascinating with it all. So. And it's endless because- I don't do things by halves. It's not enough to just skim over the surface. I will study astrology every day. I read charts every day. I'll look at the astrology every day, study the aspects that are happening. So what I deliver is what people see, but behind that, I am the initiate on that path of when I study spiritual work, I take it very seriously, almost Mm -hmm. too seriously. But you can't possibly understand it all. And all the different branches of astrology yeah. and all the different ways you can know human design. And that's just like ourselves. We can't possibly know yeah. all of ourselves. We're meant to evolve our marketing and our message and our medicine. So having those tools there to help you with that, to help us with that, like that's priceless. I don't know why anyone wouldn't want astrology or human design done, to be honest. Like, why would you want to be on your own with that? If you really right. want a relationship with your soul, do this work because sure. this is your soul's directions. Your, yeah. This is your soul's plan mm-hmm. for your alignment for your success for your legacy it's all there in yeah. that complicated circle of planets and lines and oh my gosh mm. i'll have all your info in the show notes for the listeners and i mm-hmm. highly recommend that they reach out to you and schedule either your mission mapping check out the offers that you have because i think it's incredible that you're taking astrology and business and where it's not just astrology for how to like just live your life which I'm which of course that's there but like how to structure your business and how to have your business be a reflection of you because your business is just an extension of you anyways so yeah um, how to become a legacy leader that's love that that's really what my a wealthy legacy leader that Mm -hmm. evolutionary wealth that changes this world that's what we're here to do we know that going on a little bit of a tangent, but I was listening to this podcast and they talked about luxury and they said that luxury was, I can't remember exactly the words for it, but luxury was like, luxury is what expands the planet because things start as like only the really wealthy people can afford 
but then somewhere down the road, it becomes available for everyone. Like the refrigerator at one point was only available to people who had a lot of money. And then now, of course, refrigerators have been in every home for decades, but it's like, it starts that evolution, that expansion. And I think a lot of people are so close off and judgmental of luxury and wealth because of their own like triggers and money triggers that they have, but it literally is what expands everything. And so leaning into your own value and leaning into your own wealth is only going to expand your life and have that ripple effect of everyone else. Um, oh, absolutely. Money is choice. Choice is freedom. And yeah. if we really want to be free, then yeah. wealth and in terms of wealth, if you're not honoring your own desires, you haven't got a hope mm-hmm. of going out there and helping others honor theirs. Like mm-hmm. you want to make a difference in this world. You have to work on that part of you. You have to want the wealth. So yeah, there's a whole lot of dynamics here, but I love breaking through those things with people, yeah. which is why I've done the wealth courses and experiences before. And I will do again, the, my anointed wealth program was amazing. And it's designed to really step into that spiritual evolution, the sacred experience of wealth. I love that. I, I saw a post the other day was, oh, I don't, I don't go out there to receive. I only give. I'm like, I go out there with the intention of giving and receiving. Yeah. And well, the end of there's the no game, superiority. Like the balance. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you can go and give the shirt off your back. But what if you made some money and you could give a thousand shirts? What if you could buy a hundred thousand shirts? Uh, yeah, we're stepping out of this mentality. And I think to wrap things up, I feel like staying within a career because it pays the bills or because it's something you have your identity wrapped in limits your ability to serve others and limits your ability to expand to have that ripple effect is essentially what this well, all comes down to. Yeah, wealth is a number of different things. I, I Wealth is the freedom to go on constant expansion into your desires. So if you're just working for the money, that's one of the shadow prostitute archetype traits is that doing something just for a material reward. And we've got to break those cycles as mission-driven women and legacy leaders. Yeah. Love that. Thanks again for- talk all day. (laughs) I know we can. I think again for like making- time to come here and getting up so early and I appreciate this. So thank you again. I'll have all your info available in the show notes and including like your, the Facebook groups that you have, or I think one of the Facebook groups that you have. And then anyone who's listening can reach out to you, but thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye everyone. Thank you for tuning into the expansion and evolution project presented by your life by design podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to these amazing guests and their journey to living a mission driven life. If you're interested in your own expansion and evolution, then go ahead and download my free workbook that is exclusive to this project series. I have some incredible journal prompts that will have you thinking about your own ability to expand and evolve. And if you're ready to take it a step further and work with me, then check out my new program, Meet Your Edge, a powerful individually curated three-part one-on-one container designed to help you meet your edge and propel you towards your ultimate potential. It combines human design, rapid resolution therapy, and created for the woman who is ready to recognize her gifts, stand in her power, and take ownership as the person who thrives in a mission-driven life. You can grab the link to this program in the show notes as well. I'll see you on the next episode.